0: Welcome to the The Youth Youth Ministry in In Motion Motion podcast, the number one youth ministry podcast on the planet, the show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. Oh, happy new year, everybody. Happy 2020. Are you excited? I'm excited. It's a new year. 2019 is gone. Hallelujah. For some of us, <laughs> we're just glad for a new beginning. And, uh, I'm glad that you're here with me today. If you are a guest today, this is your first time. Uh, first of all, thank you for checking out the podcast. Uh, glad that you're here. If you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your, uh, ears, uh, being attentive to what I have to say, uh, every time I do a podcast, and. Um, lots of things going on uh have a great interview for you today uh with brian abbey from the slingshot group and um before I get into that though i want to tell you about a couple of resources that um you're gonna to want to get it's the beginning of the year it's the prime time for calendar planning it's the prime time for getting events there all those things but do you know why you're planning all these things. That's really the key. Where You know, there's a lot of youth workers just slapping stuff on the calendar, hoping, crossing fingers, praying, God, please let this work. Please let students come. What if I told you there was a resource though where you were actually planning on purpose? You actually were reading through, working through your ideas of why you're putting the things on the calendar because I believe it has everything to do with building a successful youth ministry. Now, this is called uh, My Youth Ministry Playbook. It is jam-packed with forms, it's jam-packed with the calendar uh, where you can write all this stuff. But here's the deal, the thing about the playbook, and it's different than a planner, is the playbook actually asks you the right questions. Why are you doing this? You evaluate, you you look at your ministry, you know, from 30,000 feet and say, okay, Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And that is why I wrote the playbook. Because I think if we do that as youth workers, uh, we're going to get a better result. We're, we're not just throwing things up there we hope that are going to make the kids happy, make the parents happy, make the pastor happy. Uh, those are all very good and you want to do that. Uh, but the other part is you'd like to build a successful youth ministry in the process without losing your mind. And part of doing that is uh, is having a playbook that actually walks you through the process of why this is important. So if you're interested, In the My Youth Ministry Playbook, there'll be a link down in the show notes below where you can get that. And I hope that you will pick it up for 2020 uh, because I want you to have a successful youth ministry. Now, the second resource uh, I want to let you know about because it is coming up very quickly, and that is the Ministry-Minded Coaching Group. Uh, You may have tried. Now, listen, uh, you're probably a great youth worker. I have no doubt, Uh, but you are trying to get over a hump in 2020 that you did not get over in 2019. Uh, You read books, you went to conferences, you, uh, you know, went to a monastery and just hung out for a week and you, you did all kinds of things to try to get over this hump, but maybe something you haven't tried yet that I would like to invite you to. Is the Ministry Minded Coaching Group. And that comes up on January 14th. There is still time for you to be a part of that, where you're going to learn in community with other youth workers. Uh, You're going to be able to jump in there and vent a little bit, which is a little different, by the way. If you've not been to a youth pastor Facebook group, sometimes it can be very hard to make a comment or to vent uh, in a group like that, because not everybody understands your context. Not everybody understands, uh, the emotion or, or what's really going on. And what, uh, ministry minded coaching does is that you get to sit there with a small group of other youth workers and talk, and share. It's not therapy, although it is therapeutic, uh, but it will, in fact, when you do that and you start to say, look, I want to build a successful youth ministry. I want to, I want to get over the hump that I did not get over in 2019. And the way to do that is do that in community, talk it out where you can talk out your ideas. What do I do next? What's the next step? Uh, and yes, vent a little bit for your mental health uh, in a safe place. That's the key uh, right there to be able to move forward uh, in your youth ministry because so many youth pastors don't make it past; They never get over that hump and eventually they wind up leaving their church. So I want to invite you to come uh, participate. In fact, I'm going to do this. If you email me and say, Paul, I would like to try out a session. I would just say, look, let me just try it. One night, Give me a date that starts on the 14th. You're welcome to do that. You say, look, I would like to just jump in there for one night and say, what is this thing all about? And if, if you like it, come back. You know, go to the link. Go ahead and purchase the three months. Okay. It's not, you can put this in your budget. This is not, you know, uh terribly expensive. This is something you can build into your educational budget. I mean, you have a budget maybe for books, a budget for conferences. Why not have a budget for coaching and put that in there? Because let me tell you something, three months of, uh, you know, twice a month sessions, uh, I think would do a youth worker a lot of good to find perspective, to find peace of mind, peace of heart. And somebody like me, who's been doing it for 30 years is in your corner every week that I, there will be rarely a story that you can, you may be able to tell me that I say, Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I know that one. I know that song. I know that song. I've heard that song before. So if you're interested and you say, Paul, I need more information, just email me at thedproject@me.com and say, Paul, I would like a free night just to come kick the tires, check it out, and be a part of the kickoff there. So, all right. Those are the quick announcements. I hope that those are valuable to you. But let me tell you what is going to be value, valuable to you, even if those two things don't apply to you. Uh, today, I talked with my friend, Brian Abbey, He works for a organization called the Slingshot Group. Now, uh, maybe you're in transition. Maybe you're looking for a youth pastor job. Maybe you're wondering what's next, what's my next step, all those things. Brian Abbey and the Slingshot Group, that's what they do. They place people, youth workers like yourself, into the best possible scenario, right? We're looking for, you know, I know I've seen it. I've seen it on the message boards. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it all kinds of places where people say, well, hey, I, I need a job. Uh, any any Is there any place in Spokane, Washington? Is there all these things and if you work through brian abbey and the slingshot group let me tell you something uh you're gonna find the right place and once again all the links to brian's socials all that's gonna be in the show notes below but i want you to listen because i, I if you're preparing you never know you should always be prepared before you start preparing by the way <laughs> so you just say look whether you whether you're in in you know making a move now you might be making a move six months from now sadly uh, and in a lot of jobs, not just youth ministry, but it's prevalent in youth ministry. Sometimes uh, youth pastors are displaced, <laughs> but with, without their permission, by the way, they're displaced. Uh, and they say, I need a job. I, I'm still called the youth ministry. I still want to do a good job. Uh, what can I do? Who can I reach out to? And Brian Abbey is one of those guys that you're going to want to reach out to. So go ahead and listen today. Check out what Brian and I are talking about, about how to get prepared for that next big transition. So here's my guest today, Brian Abbey from the Slingshot Group. All right, everybody. I'm here with my friend, Brian Abbey. And uh, Brian, how are you? I'm doing very well, Paul. It's so good to be on here. Uh, It's so good to have you here. We've uh, talked about this for a little while, and now we're making it happen. So I'm excited to be here with you. And we're talking about interesting stuff today because I know um, that there are youth workers out there who are um, looking for jobs. Uh, I know that I've been in that position. You have probably been in that position as well uh, from a time or two. Uh, but tell everybody, real quickly, a little bit about yourself and uh, some of your history and uh, some yeah. places you've worked.
1: Good deal. Yeah, I'll give you the, the, the Cliffs Note version, obviously. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, not knowing Jesus. Uh, came to Christ at age 17 through young life. Went off to Christian college thinking I was going to be a teacher. Fell in love with a local youth ministry. Um, or actually I should say I fell in love with a local church, small church and asked to get involved with their youth ministry. They didn't have one yet. So the church plant pastor asked me to start it. So at age 19, I became a youth pastor, got a double degree in counseling and in youth ministry. So I kind of came out of college with a little bit of a, like, Hey, I've got three years of experience, a couple of degrees. And that just set me on, on fire basically to, to find a, the right church to, to keep pastoring at. So I was a youth pastor for 18 years always networked um, during those those 18 years. I was always a part of a local youth pastor network, um, and so I think that, that really kind of helped uh, for where I'm at now, just knowing how to, to engage with other area churches, other area youth pastors, and um, one of the best practices I had, Paul, as a youth pastor was the way I did youth mission trips, um, and that was to contextualize by going into rural America. Rather than going across a, a country border, we went across state borders. Um, I felt like I wanted my students being able to share their faith at a peer-to-peer level, and so that kind of parlayed itself into what I did after my youth pastor years. I started my own organization called Youth Mark. We branded what we called Mission 51, training for the 51 weeks of life outside of the mission trip. So I had curriculum and everything for this, these short-term mission trips um, that fueled the other 51 weeks, hopefully where they're first and foremost, they're missionary in their own backyard, in their own Jerusalem. That kind of put me more on the national map. Um, and I started speaking for like YSU specialties and, and, uh, came on their team training team. Um, and, but I had kind of this side hustle of helping churches that were in transition. And so I, because I'd been so well networked, I had, you know, pastor Bob call me and say, Hey, Scott just left. Can you help us find somebody? And I was entrepreneurial enough to charge for those services. Yeah. Um, and so Mark Matlock, who was president at YS at the time kind of was just tracking with me. We were friends and, and he said, Hey, can you. To do what you're doing as a side hustle for us at U Specialties. So I came on board with YS in 2013 as the director of YS Search, YS Coaching, um, and then a couple of years ago when they were going through a leadership transition, one of my competitors, the SlingShot Group, reached out and said, "Hey, in the midst of this transition, is is this a good time for us to potentially partner together?" And so I came aboard with SlingShot then in uh, in April of 2018. So I've been with SlingShot for. Uh, just over a year and a half, uh, coming on two years now, and it's been wonderful. So besides that, I'm still a still an, uh, a youth leader at my church. I'm an elder at my church in the Seattle area. Um, got a, uh, a beautiful wife. I've got three kids, a 17-year-old daughter, 15-year-old daughter, and 11-year-old son. And I've got the senior dudes in my youth group, so I've been with them for six years. They're about to graduate. Um, just like my daughter's about to graduate,
0: so is there a little is there a little sadness there a little little heaviness of heart or are we, we... oh i 'm excited the journey them
1: they're such they're such great dudes it's been awesome. This is the first time I was a youth pastor for eighteen years, but this is the first time that I started with guys when they were in seventh grade because most of the time I was in context where I was either the high school pastor or the over overall student pastor, and I got to pick and I did most of my ministry in the high school area, so I did nine through twelve a, a few times, but as a as a volunteer, and literally, this is is funny, but I, I entered in, because my daughter was entering in seventh grade, and I was like, well, I'm gonna have to drop her off and pick her up, why not just stick around, and, and I'm like, I'm gonna grab the dudes that are looking at my daughter, you know, and, and somebody's got to discipline, I mean, disciple them, so I uh, <laughs> just uh, just did that, so the sadness, yeah, there's, there's, there's sadness, but, um, but it's more like a, a happy, a, a joyful sadness, like, and going, I'm sending these dudes to to go do what they're supposed to be doing,
0: right? And that's what I I love that because you know I have three kids as well. I have uh, I have a daughter and two sons, um, and I try to tell people you know I said listen, raising children is like building rockets. You you don't build them to store them in your basement. You 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 build them to <laughs> launch them, and yeah. launch them far, into yep. future wherever that may be, and uh, and so you're launching off some great kids, I imagine. Um, so you go ahead you tell us a little bit about slingshot. Uh, this may be the first time some of our listeners are are even hearing that word, uh, as an option for, uh, job searches and things like that. So tell me a little bit about slingshot about, um, what you do with them. Yeah, I, basically my, my
1: job is in two different, two different lanes of slingshot. We do, um, we do placements, um, and then we also do coaching and so kind of the coaching consulting realm. And I'm, I'm. Kind of prevalent in both of those lanes. Um, so I'll just give a, a kind of an example. I, I tell people I joking, jokingly say that I'm eHarmony for the church and a youth pastor. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to make a love connection there for them.
0: There you go. But the reality
1: is, is let's just say I, I use as my my false church. You know, First Baptist Fresno um, just lost uh, Taylor as their as their youth pastor. They reach out to Slingshot and saying, "Hey, we we want to do a national search." Um, most people would say that we're headhunters and I would say absolutely we're not actually because we carry a candidate pool. So we've got an active candidate pool of people that have opted in. This does not mean that all of our candidates are looking to leave their job. It's just that they've been proactive that if the right opportunity is there, they've got a profile on, on, um, in our, in our pool. And so kind of a, a an example and you go, man, I, I, I've got family in, in the central Valley of California. I could see myself living there. You inquire to me about that role. You're not currently a candidate, um, but you would, you know, you potentially could be that fit. That's one way that we may get you into our candidate school. That may not, may not even be the right fit for you, right? But it's what introduced us to each other. And so then I go, where else might you be interested? You say, man, I'd love to be in, in the greater Texas, you know, the, the state of Texas and Houston. I have family there too. Well, when the right opportunity is there, maybe that's where you're going to throw your name in the hat. So that's the, Kind of the placement side, we we vet the candidates, we, we work with it, we usually present three or four after narrowing it down from the 30 to 50, um, that that throw their name in the hat, or I recruit to the role, um, and and then we keep working with the church all the way through the hire, we keep working with the candidates all the way through the hire, and even post-hire, um, being able to make sure that they, there is that right fit, the assurance of that, um, and that leads also to the coaching side, too, where, where churches go, hey, we'd love to to have you continue to work with this candidate after they've been placed, um, but like I'll just give a, an example on the coaching side right now. I literally yesterday and today finished a couple three-month assignments, both of them being veteran uh, youth pastors that just wanted outside eyes on their on their situation. Uh, they trust the Slingshot name and or Brian Abbey's name because um, both of these situations they came to me for both of those reasons. One because they knew Slingshot had a great reputation Um, too, they knew that they knew me from my past and reached out. And, um, man, when you get done with a a coaching assignment, it's like, oh, man, we got we had weekly, you know, or biweekly contact. And and so it's like, hey, I'm gonna circle back in a couple months, just so we can connect again and and find out how you're doing. So
0: I love what I do, Paul. I I hope that that's evident to the, the listeners out there. Uh, that is super evident. Uh, and and it, I think that is so critical. I mean, there's so many, uh, I wish I had somebody checking on me three months into a job. Uh, it would have saved me a lot of grief. Uh, I wish there was somebody who would have helped me chosen the right church. I mean, there's so many. Um, I'd pick some bad ones. Let's be honest. I mean, I, 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 there's guys who get into it for all kinds of reasons. And, um, you know, they're super hungry. They really want to do a good job and, you know, somebody needs me, somebody wants me and, you know, yeah. young guys are hungry or young ladies are hungry, you know, to get in there and yeah. start working and, and start, you know, leaning into their calling. And sometimes, Absolutely. you know, we take jobs that maybe we shouldn't take uh, and yeah. it ends, in, ends in those things. But I think that's such a critical piece of the puzzle that you provide and the Slingshot provides uh, because it's, it's, it's helping them navigate those things that they couldn't see on the initial spec right on on, on, through the process they didn't discover that you know there was some thing that was there that that wasn't there before now they go oh exactly Or whether it's personality or whether it's that meeting they were in or whatever it is right I'm sure you've discovered some of that yeah I mean the reality is you know the right fit is so
1: crucial for reasons that we're not necessarily thinking about on at first glance and that is most often the the people that get lost in this whole transition thing is the students. Like you think about it, a church is thinking, we want this product. A, a youth pastor is thinking, I want this church. Yep. And when they discover six months, nine months, 12 months in, that it's not a fit, there's two classes of students, typically the juniors and seniors that are just left in the dust. Yep. And, and that's what grieves me the most. And that's what drives me the most in, in trying to make the right fit because somebody should be expecting to be there for what I'd say is at least a class of students, whether that's you know, sixth grade all the way through 12th, or if you see it as nine through 12th, I think it's realistic to think somebody could have a four, four plus year run um, as, a, as a student pastor. And that's a good length of time um, at minimum to, to be thinking about uh, a role um, in this, because then you can rate, hopefully even raise up from within your church, the person yep. who's taken over for you. Um, I wish that my job in some ways didn't exist because the church was doing the job of proper discipleship to be able to hand the reins to the next person.
0: Right, exactly. And raising up, and, and really that's why I left my last church. I just said, look, I've done everything I know I can do here. And I had a young lady who was uh, my intern for a year. And there was a young man uh, uh, who had was leading worship for us. And I just said, look, this is the future here. This is it. This is, this yeah. is I knew that I had done, I just reached, you know, the end of what I thought was an era after that. And I said, you know what? You guys take it. You guys go with it. I'll move yeah. on. I'll go do something else. <clears throat> and, um, uh, and they did. And they're fruitful and they're still at it a year, uh, almost a year and a half later. And so God bless them. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, uh, so, you know, I love it when that works out. It's terrible when it yeah. doesn't work out. I'm glad in this case that it did work out. So I know that there are folks listening today because some of them are either in transition or, or want to be in transition yeah <laughs> uh and so in that in in some of your because you've done so much with slingshot and you've you've placed a lot of people we talked about this earlier you've you've done a phenomenal job um Tell me about some maybe are there trends right now in youth ministry searches are, are there are there those type of things going on, some things you can lay down for folks uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I can tell you that the the <laughs> the the superhero youth pastor that every church wants you know I can say that it's like a, a 27 to 32 year old most of them will say yeah we want somebody that you know is not not a rookie you know they've gone through those rookie mistakes so we want them so minimum age is 27 <laughs> maximum age is 32 because you know they're probably aging out at that point and I'm highly offended because you know I'm obviously a you know a 40 something um, and I'm like I can still do the job come on you know and, and 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 the reality is is that some churches do need those outside eyes to help them broaden the profile, to be able to go, you know what? There are some people that are called um, at age 42 to still stay in youth ministry. That's right. Um, And it may be broadening their role to more of a family pastorate role and developing an internship or an apprenticeship or a residency so that that church can thrive with some of those younger leaders. Um, So a a trend, I don't know if it's a trend, but there, there is a consumerism um, that I think most churches have. And it's kind of like, you know, when, especially when they hire a firm like Slingshot, it's like, hey, we want to be able to compare apples to apples and, and, and I'm going, these are people's lives though, you know, understand that I'm inviting people into a process to think through, I might leave my current role and these students that I love in order to look at this opportunity in, in such and such a place. And we sometimes treat them just as product rather than as people. Right. And, and so that's, that's a trend that I'm trying to go up against and go, you know what, Let's let's actually see people for for people. And from the candidate side, though, um, yeah, there's lots of trends in terms of what I'm seeing in in resumes. In in terms of um, you know the right now Enneagram and um, StrengthsFinder disk and we'd and like a number eight, are, please a number eight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like ordering off
0: the menu for an Enneagram. I'd like a number eight, please, with a side well, of. Seven.
1: And again, that's the consumerism okay. that, that, that does exist. We literally yeah. have churches that will name the number oh. that they want. Yeah. And, you know, and then the same side, same thing, the, the pickiness of some of the candidates, um, you know, where it's like, Hey, this is, this is who I am. I'm a 22 year old coming out of such and such university and I've got zero experience paid internships or, or anything, but they think, Oh, I could be a, I, I could be the youth pastor at, you know, and we can name whatever known popular church that we're doing a search for. Sure. And, and it just kind of boggles my mind that I think, really, you want to throw your name in this hat, you know, what, what qualifies you? You don't literally even meet the minimum number of years experience, but they'll still throw their resume in the hat. So there's, there's smarter ways of going about, um, you know, kind of making your, your resume more robust.
0: Well, exactly, and I I don't know what you're feeling on this, and this is more of a, I don't know, I think it's, I I was, you know, in those those Facebook groups for youth pastors, otherwise known as dumpster fires occasionally, uh, somebody brings up a good question, and the good question was, can you be too young to be a youth pastor? In other words, somebody was saying that 22, because I know there's, you know, national stories that we hear about, you know, youth workers in trouble or something like that um do you have an age is there a, is there a you know do do churches ask for younger or, uh, is that still a model is that still say hey we need the young guy and he's got to have a faux hawk and he's got to have yeah. you know skinny jeans and he's you know or, or whatever you know what i'm saying or is it yeah. does it skew younger or they look or, or or churches in my opinion are churches smarter than that in regards to saying you know what we need some maturity uh we need some we need we need a we need somebody who can really be um you know not the big brother uh mm-hmm. necessarily but be more of the uncle you yeah. know that could be more responsible in some way so what are you seeing in that regard
1: that's a great question and here's what i'd say what what i'm seeing and what is happening are likely two different things um okay. and that is because um, you know, Slingshot is a pay for service and, and the churches are contracting with us. So a church that's willing to invest in the process is the one that's more likely to say we need some maturity um, because they can they can get the young and hungry 21, 22 year old coming out of XYZ University um, that, that thinks that they're this. Now, what I'm saying to those churches that are willing to go young, you're still smart to invest in the process because we're going to be able to get you the best 21 22 year old that has the maturity if you're willing to go young we want to have you want we want you to have some assurance that this person's actually going to stick um and so what what yes the the trend is still there paul that churches are 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 asking for that that young and hip, the faux hawk or, or whatever the latest facial hair is supposed to be, you know, somebody that can say spill the tea, you know, whatever the the, the, the right phrases are, you know, but yes. but the reality is this, um, I, I want to give hope to the 20 to 22 year old. That yes. There are roles that are out there for you. Here's what I will say to that person. It's probably not likely that it's going to be in your prime denominational lane. It's probably not going to be in your prime size of church lane. It's probably not going to be um, the right worship style that you want. Um, you, you're going to have to, well, not going to have to. The, the the likelihood is that you're going to be in a church that doesn't believe exactly the same way you do theologically, and that's okay. I want to say from the from my perspective as a as a consultant, I don't look at it and go. Oh my goodness, you served at a Baptist church. That means you are hundred percent Baptist, or you served at a Methodist church. That means you are hundred percent Methodist. I understand that you came out of college and the best job available and the best youth ministry available to you may have been outside of your denominational setting. And I don't judge that. And I know that my friends that are in the consultant world don't, we want to know, do you have the ability to lead in a youth ministry, but I'm going to, I'm going to have the smarts to ask you, what is your theology? Um, so that I can find if this next role is, so I would say, be willing to broaden your, your, your spectrum of where you could be in order to get the experience that you need to be that 26, 27 year old to write your own ticket at that point, you know, so serve that three to four or five years, a full class, and you are going to be in a prime position to be able to, to, you know, go to that next, that next thing. And don't see it as a ladder. But see it as a stepping stone, one stone leading to the next, rather than climbing a ladder.
0: Right, and it's and it's really about patience, right? It's like, listen, right. if you're 22, you have your whole life ahead of you. If you really want the best job, maybe wait till you're 25, right? Yeah. Do some internships. Do some other things. And it's not that 22 year olds can't preach. It's not that 22 year olds can't, uh, you know, do social media. Obviously, it's not that. Uh, th- but, and when I talk about age, it's not even about, it's not even about, um, you know, the skill set of that. It's more about, can you handle the pressure yeah. of a ministry? The young 22 wants to be in a church of a thousand, but they all, may only be ready for a church of 300. Correct. Where they have to cut their teeth and where they can mature before they get into the hot box, right? Before yeah. they get into that place that is going to be more demanding, uh, of that 22 year old whereas a 27 28 year old has done some of this maybe and has already f- has felt that pressure has been um uh you know gone through the fire right and so they have some expectations of that whereas a 22 year old comes in and i can speak for myself where you are still idealistic maybe yep you still have some ideas of everybody loves me you want me to succeed don't you yeah not everybody but
1: but they right. haven't they haven't dealt with the angry board, the angry parent, the angry pastor. And and so when they do, it's it's shocking to them and, and it's literally the world is against me. And it was like, yep. no, actually just just Bill and Nancy Smith are against you because you weren't looking out for the need of, of little Joey. And and they don't the, those parents didn't have the the right perspective and they've prejudged the twenty-two year old and you've now overreacted. To the 42-year-olds that that threw you under the bus for not looking after little Joey, and it's like, no, let's have some maturity and we can work through this because this is this is pales in comparison to the time that the kid comes in and says, "Am I'm being abused by my uncle?" and dealing with that, dealing with an angry parent, angry pastor, angry board over something small, a 27-year-old handles that a usually a little better because a 22-year-old just never has. Yeah. So there is wisdom in what you said, but I also want to say. You know, I, I love that you're inviting people to the internship, the residency, the apprenticeships, stuff like that. But I also say those residencies don't always do a good job of setting up the the student pastor for understanding that you're at this megachurch of 20,000 and a residency, you know, that has 12 to 18 of you, you're used to all of the lights, all of the production and all of the assets of having a, a production manager for your worship and having right. and that's what their expectation is then is that I'm going to go to a Saddleback or a North Point or a 12 Stone because that's where I, as a resident, the reality is their most likely job is going to be at a church of three to 500. That is, you know, paying, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, which is probably the same as a residency, yeah. um, you know, a, a small number, right. um, but you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to land in a mega church. The reality is that mega church probably has somebody from within that they're going to hire. Next.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of church, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of big mega churches have, their own uh, internship programs leadership programs uh, things that they do in-house uh, school Associate colleges. pastor. <laughs> yeah there you go um, so what are some other things you think pastors because I know that, that uh, those that are listening may be taking notes here that things that they maybe should work on you know uh, uh, that pastors you know are looking for people with maybe certain sets of skills whether they be soft skills or hard skills. Mm -hmm. What do you see trending in that? What do you see as far as pastors saying, look, we really got to, we really want to have somebody that has the match of soft and hard skills. And what are those skills maybe? Yeah,
1: that's a great question, man. Literally one of the better questions that I, that I get asked in this field. Um, a couple practical things and a couple more philosophical things I'll, I'll name practical, have a video of yourself speaking. Um, so many candidates are not thinking, uh, ahead of, you know, a church wants to see me speaking to the youth. And, and so literally having a a, a video, now I'll just say this, even if you're not, if you're in a job that you love right now, you should still be recording yourself one, just to improve your speaking chops, Because no matter what, even though we know experiential learning is probably far more valuable than actual, like just listening, learning, Mm -hmm. every church still does sermons there's a reason okay so that's what we're used to so they want to see can you preach but in your context can you speak to students so most of the videos i have on our candidates are in big church and so a church will say well i want to see how they how they handle youth well just most youth pastors don't have that you should get yourself on video even if it's just an iphone and start recording yourself regularly and then you're going to have a selection of when you are actually throwing your name in the hat somewhere you're gonna have eight, 12, 15, 20 different videos that you can throw, throw their way. And you can pick the best one instead of just the one only one that you have because right. somebody did put it on their film. So a practical one is, is having yourself um, video because that goes, to the, that goes to one of the biggest trends. People wanna know that you still can communicate well and relate to the students well. Um, a philosophy uh, of youth ministry that shows both outward faith and maturity faith. Um, is, is just a key. They want to know, are, are you, do you lean more towards discipleship, which I hate that we've separated evangelism and discipleship because they are literally a quarter that can't be divided. Um, right. But so I use the terminology of, of outward or evangelism and maturing in terms of growing a believer. Um, so I think that you do need to have a philosophy of ministry that meets both of those. Very few churches are just maturity oriented or just seeker sensitive or seeker driven most are in the middle so you need to be able to show practically how is it that i'm going after the non-believing kid but how is it that i'm helping mature the believing kid so having a solid philosophy of ministry and having stories to tell about those as well being able to say here's the kid that i most recently led to jesus here's a kid that i helped take steps in growing with jesus so those are a couple of the the things just having those at the the you know at, at the forefront um, you know, a degree I would say is, um, is, is very much named as a prerequisite. Almost every place that I go, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll ask what's the minimum level of education you want a person to have in order to be respected, not, not even necessarily required, but in order to be respected, that's how I ask it to a church almost across the board. The BA is named as a BA or BS. A, is a, named BA as the youth, minimum.
0: a BA in youth ministry or a BA so, in anything?
1: A BA is what's named, um, and then I call it a BA plus when they say a BA in youth ministry or Christian education or whatever, but most set their requirement as a BA, but then they, they, they'll go, but we want them to you know have, be biblically educated or have a certificate or be able to show that they know the scriptures, but I would say having a bachelor's degree is, is the key. It's, it's kind of the main key that opens the door, at least to the possibility. All the other stuff is extra, having a, a master's degree or having even the desire to get your master's degree are the things that upsell
0: you as a candidate. Right. And you, you made some great points there as far as the, um, you know, having, bo- having both the practical, which is the video, right? Which I was, that was my, my next right. question. talking about like, our paper resumes still a thing, right? Uh, and I imagine it is. I imagine they have to submit something. Uh, yep. But but the plus value is having the video, right? Having the video of mm-hmm. you speaking. Uh, and you can, you know, because if you have uh, multiple videos of you speaking on different subjects or on different things, it, then they get to see how the audience or student, that's what they're looking for, right? How do students react maybe to yep. that person, whether they're funny or whether they're uh, whether they're on board with them, with the you know the amen crowd, or how how are st- the students? You know what I'm saying? How do students react with those things? Um, and and I just think that's so uh, having the philosophy as well of what is a what is your discipleship philosophy, right? What is your process yeah. of doing yep. that? What is your what is your uh, philosophy of evangelism? How would you you know how would you mobilize students uh, to engage their friends or our community? Uh, yep. And so, having both the practical and the philosophical are super critical. I think those, uh, if you're listening, if you're not taking notes on this, I'm going to come to your house and uh, <laughs> we're going to chat because you need to pay attention, youth workers, because this is important. This is real life stuff here. You're, if you're thinking about moving churches, uh, you need to start thinking that you can't get by on your good looks and skinny jeans. It's just not going to happen. And yet. here's what
1: I'd say here's what I'd say, Paul. We don't know when the earthquake is coming. So, even if you're not thinking of of changing jobs you yes. understand that you don't you don't know when the economy is going to crash and that you will be looking for a job even though they're very satisfied in in what you're doing or you don't know when your hometown pastor calls you out of the blue and says hey are you are you interested and you weren't even thinking moving back to ohio was was in the realm of possibility but because mother-in-law or father-in-law is sick all of a sudden it's like man i do want that so that's where I would say you have to be prepared even when – you have to be looking before you're actually looking. And so being prepared – and there's literally no excuse. Anybody who is in youth ministry currently should have that video recording of, of their speaking. It literally comes down to laziness. Like, yeah, you just did not want to get the tripod <laughs> set up. But, but you, you can do that with your own iPhone and, and be able to and, – and you should because you want to in- improve your speaking chops anyway. Right
0: right edit or no edit on the video
1: no edit they want to see they just want to see oh. yep and and you need to do that for yourself to be to see how many times you say um to see how many times you're just static to see that you have zero voice inflection to see that you don't move your arms all, all these things that you hate about yourself you can correct
0: because you you see it have somebody else critique it right absolutely and they can they can they can and they and they can you know pacing all those things that go along with that. That's yeah. just, that's just, you know, you have to watch that. If you're going to, if you're going to submit your video as saying, look, here's me speaking. You want it to be your best. Yep. You yep. want it to be your best video. You want it to be your a, your a game there. Um, so let's talk real quick about, and I, but just real quick, my friend Ben talking about the earthquake coming. My friend Ben was just let go from his job. He's, he was there. It was solid. Yeah. The pastor just said it's not working out or whatever. And he's been there a while and was yep. given no reason to uh as to why and that happens all the time there's something that's going on behind the walls in that back office somewhere that you are unaware of sometimes I'm not trying to make you paranoid listeners I'm just saying (laughs) I'm just they're not talking about you okay all the time I'm just saying that the church is always going to do what's in the best interest of the church it will not always do what is in the best interest of you
1: correct
0: that's just the way it goes great point um, So let's talk about social real quick. Do churches look at your socials? What is hundred percent? Tell me more about how you should live in that space. If in fact you are going to look for a job, what are some good practices here, uh, uh, knowing well, that churches peak. are going to take a peek? Yeah, literally, is the first place. I'm I'm tagged in in
1: most of those forums whenever somebody's going through a transition. Like, oh, you should talk with Brian Abbey, or you should reach out to Slingshot, or whatever it is. And and literally, before I throw myself into that person's field, like before I I comment like yeah I'd love send me a resume at you know and I give my email address, I will look at that person's profile because I don't want to engage that person if I go on there and I see their bad memes, their bad gifs, gifs whatever we call those things now, you know and and I and I I just look at it and go oh my word, like this person lacks maturity, understand that that was literally with me clicking on somebody that I'm probably not even their friend. And it already revealed that I don't desire to have a conversation with this person. Um, so Facebook, um, you know, and, and, uh, Instagram, I'm not on snap, snapchat, snap crap, whatever it's called. Um, so (laughs) you can bleep that out if you need to, Paul. Um,
0: No, absolutely not. That stays. So
1: so. You know i i that's the first place I look when somebody's not a candidate for us already. I'm gonna go ahead and look at that so you you've gotta know that a search committee is is doing that, so you know it's it's literally like if you don't feel like your students should be reading this stuff, then you shouldn't be posting that stuff um i my own practice is to stay pretty neutral like and it's not because I'm not a person who's aware what's going on socially, politically, anything like that but I want to live my way in in my life in such a way that I have a witness to, to lost souls, And I'm an encouragement to those that are saved. It's all about, um, you know, being able to reach both of those crowds. And so that's my social media practice. And so I'm not taking pictures. Like I, I have no problem with a believer having alcohol. You're not going to see me with pictures of me with, with alcohol. um, Even though I have no problem with having a drink. And and so those are types of things that you should just be aware that people are judging um, right. when you're pay attention,
0: Methodist, pay attention. <laughs> I know, I know you're listening, you Methodists, and you Presbyterians too. Just don't take any <laughs> pictures at the at the Christmas party or whatever.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, uh, and so, so really, in reality, too, your social your your social is your brand, as they say. Yep. Right. Yep. Whoever you are and saying this is who I what I represent and so forth. I mean, is it bad if you have like is it what are what would you say are mature like if like currently like if you're posting every other week uh, every other day about the Mandalorian or baby Yoda or um Star Wars is coming out. Is that is that a pro or a con you think? Um I think at some point you just become a freak
1: <laughs> and like people 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 just go like okay this guy's just spending too much time on social media. This gal's, you know, way too involved with X, Y, or Z. Um, And, and again, we all take the first 30 seconds to judge somebody, you know, it's like, ah, this person's probably this, Um, you know? So, I mean, literally just, just, just be aware that other people are looking at it. That's what I'd say. And, and if you want to be um, a person who is really the, the biggest um, you know, fan of XYZ, you know, of, of this sport, or of this movie, great, if that's what oozes out of you, awesome, but I, I would also say, like, somebody who's just posting scripture, Um, you know, I also could go, well, that's kind of a freak, you know, they're just posting scripture, like, do they, do they not actually engage with anything in life, you know, outside of, of the scripture, so it's it's really that word balance, which I kind of get tired of hearing, but, like, have a balanced approach to what you're what you're putting out there to people.
0: Right, that you're a whole person. You're you're not yeah. in one world or the other necessarily, because there are, are congregations which would look at things and say that's worldly, or yeah. that's uh, or some churches that look at it and say, well, they're a bit of a stiff, you know, or maybe they're, yeah, uh, you know, they, that that they're unrelatable. That the only thing that they're going to come, you know, there is that, like you said, is that fine, you know, balance. You got to know who Baby Yoda is, and you got to know what John three sixteen is. You have to, yeah. know, like I said, you need, you need to know who the baby baby Yoda is and who the baby Jesus is. Okay, you have to know both. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Well, a, as we get close to our time here to be done, which saddens me, but I do want you to talk about and talk to these folks who are listening about um, about Slingshot again. And what do you think, how should they approach you? Uh, how should mm-hmm. they? What What can Slingshot do for them? What 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 is? I know you've talked about it a little bit, but who is right for Slingshot? Who is right now? Would you say is a, a right fit to say, look, if you're this, maybe yeah. Slingshot is is somebody you want to talk to.
1: Yeah, mean, I so appreciate the depth of of your question. One, I mean, most people are right for Slingshot in terms of. Um, I want you to hear this. I, we have no shortage of candidates, so I'm not saying like, "Hey, flood us with this candidate." The right type of candidate um, is is for for doing a search is not likely the 20 to 23 year old. We have very few churches that are that are hiring us and paying premium dollar to do a search to get that 20 to 21, 22, 23 year old. There are exceptions to that, um, and so if you are that younger candidate, but you've done a robust internship. A, ro- a residency, apprenticeship, or something like that, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I'll, and I'll just say it real quick. My name is Brian Abbey, B-Abbey, and my last name is spelled A-A-B-Y. Um, and you can see it on the Slingshot website too at slingshotgroup.org. So, and and, and you can shoot me your resume and just go, hey, do you feel like I could be a viable candidate. However, Paul, in the coaching realm, know that that me and the other, the other uh, consultants, we have no problem doing a one-off just one time coaching session with somebody. We're gonna give that away because we want the context of relationship. But we do have coaching pathways. We're, we're about to do a, a coaching circle, cohort style. I call it a circle and we call it a circle because literally if you think of a circle, everybody facing in, we want to glean from one another. It's not one master teacher telling you, but it's this whole group. And we're doing a next gen coaching circle, starts in Orlando in March, ends in Seattle in, in September. And six months of online learning, but two experiences that bookend that um, when we're all together, and then one-on-one coaching each of the months as well. But then peer-to-peer, um, like peer coaching, is going to happen each month as well. And and that's a that's a greater networking aspect. So that twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four-year-old, you know, you're going to get end up getting speaking gigs because of it, because you build a friendship and like, oh yeah, I can come to Ohio and speak for you. Um, so there's ways to engage at a very cheap level. Um, that that help a person propel and and being known in terms of networking getting jobs usually is like who do you know having an insight uh, an inside person that way Um, so really it is anybody um, but understand that we're going to be honest we're going to be apes on the Enneagram as I am that I'm going to be a straight shooter I'm going to say look here's why you can't get a job right now and and this is what you're going to need to do to be ready and just be ready to hear that truth um, and know that I've got your best interests at heart. I'm I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for right fit, though. I'm not going to manipulate and go, here's why, you know, uh, here's what you need to do to get this job. No, I want you to be ready to get the job that you're
0: supposed to get. Yeah. Is, is there a cost for the – app? I know you talk about churches paying high dollar and paying, paying yeah. you know, premium dollar, I should say, uh, paying premium dollar, but is there a cost to the applicant that says, hey, throw my name in the hat?
1: Yeah. So what I say to a candidate is that, well, I'm going to work just as hard for you that aren't paying any dimes for the, you know, as I do for the church that's paying many dimes Um, and there's, there's zero cost. Um, The, the only thing that, you know, they are kind of our commodity. The only thing that I would say is, um, you know, there is the cost of time, there is the cost of effort. And that is that if we're investing in you, um, it may never yield you as the, as, as the person. Unless you actually go through the things that we're actually coaching you to to do to be ready for it, and yeah. so um, there is a cost to all of us, and that is the time that it takes to to prepare yourself. Um, but no, the the practical terms, no, you know, I would love for you to buy me a cup of coffee when we're together in person. Um, and so when I go to National Youth Workers Convention and get to see some of the candidates that I've only met on Zoom, yeah. uh, before you know, I am a an addict. I'll just I'll admit it right here. Um, and
0: and as long as it's good coffee. You know. Well, you do live in Seattle, so that's the the capital. The capital, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the caffeine you, capital. That's right. You, it's, in fact, it's illegal not to drink coffee, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> there's there's some weird rules here in Seattle. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, I have so enjoyed our time, and I know that youth workers listening, where can they uh, where can they catch you? I know they can catch you on the slingshot uh page there but where where they can they catch you on the social uh, brian abby
1: b-r-i-a-n-a-a-b-y um at, that's my instagram that's my twitter um i think that it's brian.abby on facebook but i mean there's very few people that have two a's and a b you know i'm the first of the alphabet so you can just look in the in the phone book and probably find me too
0: at the first <laughs> next to triple a towing you know uh, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm pretty easy to find on social and I'll put all these links in the show notes, everybody. So don't worry, uh, all that uh, you can find. Uh, I even have good. an old school blog, Paul, brianabbey.com
1: that like literally, here's what I'd say. I don't invest a lot of time into writing, but probably once or twice I'll still write uh, articles or blog posts. But I, I go back through them and I go, man, I, I actually had some good wisdom back when, <laughs> when I was writing these things. So use that as a resource.
0: Brian, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. And I hope that uh, a lot of the folks listening today will uh, at least just shoot you an email, maybe buy you a coffee, you know, even via email, send you a little uh, coupon that you can go into your local Starbucks, if that is your preference, Uh, and uh, and maybe uh, sweeten the deal a little bit to work with them. And Paul, let me let me just say for the on behalf
1: of all all of us youth workers that have gleaned from you, thanks for doing what you do and for those thousand blog posts and for the time that you've put into these podcasts and the encouragement you are to to individuals when we're networking together. So I've always appreciated that.
0: And thank you, Brian Abbey, for those sweet words of kindness uh, that warms my heart. And you that are listening, I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that some of you that are in transition will reach out to Brian and uh, find that place where you're going to thrive and do well. And thank you again for your attention today. Thanks for joining the uh, the podcast today. If you're brand new, thanks for being here. If you would like more of this in your earphones, in your earbuds, uh, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button over there on iTunes. And if you're a regular... And you have not gone over and left a review yet. Uh, I would love it if you get one over there, just left some stars, uh, maybe a review, whatever. Uh, but I appreciate you guys so much. Appreciate you being a, a, a part of this uh, podcast audience. And uh, I am looking forward to all the good things that are happening, uh, going to happen in 2020. And I hope that you will be a part of them right here on the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast. So until next time, guys, have a great new year been listening to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast with Paul Turner. Visit thediscipleproject.net to find out more about how you can join the ministry-minded coaching group for bi-monthly coaching sessions that will help you build a successful youth ministry.